But this is one reporter who can't get enough of those tasty, tasty pills. Top of the hour now, here are your headlines. The state of California has pulled the plug on a $77 billion bullet train that would connect Los Angeles and San Francisco. With no replacement in the works, state lawmakers are stumped on what to shoot out of their giant 600-foot gun. A new study finds that self-driving cars fail to detect dark-skinned pedestrians. When these cars were asked if this racism was intentional, they avoided the question by responding, vroom vroom. This week, several celebrities, including Lori Laughlin, were charged with fraud after it was revealed they bribed college officials to have their children admitted. Laughlin, famous for her role as Aunt Becky on Full House, has said she regrets her decision and hopes the court will have mercy. Rotten Tomatoes changed its rules for audience reviews after internet trolls tried to sabotage Captain Marvel at the box office through bad reviews. The trolls had this to say. Uh, Captain Marvel is a strong and incredibly powerful feminist heroine who gives young women everywhere someone to identify with and look up to in a white male-dominated world, which is frankly fucking disgusting. NASA has announced they are seeking a new type of crew member to round out their first manned mission to Mars. In addition to engineers, ace pilots, and mathematicians, NASA is now hiring a comedian. We go to our own Jack Davidson for the story. It's a crisp morning as the sun rises behind the vehicle assembly building at NASA's campus in Cape Canaveral. I've come to meet with personality specialist Wilmer Jackson, who's been tasked with forming the perfect team to endure the rigors of years in space. It's daunting for sure, but my job is just as important as any of those engineers. They're building the shuttle, but I'm building the team. And what can you tell us about your process? What makes a good team? Yeah, my research shows there are seven essential roles that every team needs to fill. Leader, counselor, peacemaker, spaceship flyer, math nerd, toilet guy, and class clown. Hmm, class clown. You know, a comedian is not the first person I imagine when I think of NASA. Yeah, I don't picture Paula Poundstone either, but there is historical precedent here. For his expedition to the Arctic, Norwegian explorer Rald Amundsen hired a boisterous and lively Swedish chef whose antics kept up morale over the long winter. The chef's shtick was so legendary that years later, Jim Henson based an equally famous character on that iconic man. You've heard of Fozzie Bear? I'm not familiar. It seems to me having a comedian on board, a personality notorious for staying up all hours of the night... Never making rent on time and eating all of your food, even though it's clearly labeled, Jeffrey. It seems like that would be a waste of valuable resources. We certainly took that into account, but we had to weigh the value of the morale boost that humor brings, which is significant, versus the literal weight of the small moleskin notebooks and cheap beer that the comedian would have to bring on the journey. And they evened out? Yeah, after our scientists developed a dehydrated PBR powder, we determined it would be feasible. Okay, so a comedian boosts morale, but there's a lot of kinds of comedy out there, and this is going to be a very long trip. How are you going to find the right person and the right style of comedy for this job? Personally, I know nothing about comedy. Don't care for it. So we outsource the task to a professional agent. And with that, I was off to New York's Upper West Side to meet with famed comedy booker Greta Herschelson, who NASA hired to find a comedian with the right stuff. 
It's no easy task finding this joker for the space thing. Most of my talent can do a tight five, a pretty solid 20, and an hour that needs work before Netflix is going to give them a special. <laughs> but to have several years worth of bits, not even the great Paula Poundstone could do that. So who have you picked as potentials for the program? I sent the NASA several folks for them to test out. Mostly, they all bombed. Gallagher gunked up the instruments with the watermelon pulp. Dennis Miller, he ran out of oxygen during a rant. The amazing Jonathan used some flash paper that ignited the atmosphere and engulfed the training shuttle in flames. Four astronauts died that day. Jesus, that's tragic. <laughs> yeah, comedy ain't pretty, toots. <laughs> I was learning a lot, but I wanted to get some insight from an actual comedian hoping to be considered for the program. For that, I took the A-Train to Brooklyn to meet with stand-up comedian and my roommate, Jeffrey Jefferson. Well, I had to send in a tape that got me the audition I'm going on today. They asked that I have ten minutes prepared and an outline for, like, five years of material. Wow. Uh, so what have you done so far? Uh, I'm going to open with my bit about etiquette at the dog park, and, and then I'm going to go into my joke about tender for dogs, and then and then I was thinking some Poundstone-esque, like, you know, what if dogs owned us? <laughs> I bet it'd go a little something like this. You know, pretty much all my best dog stuff, which is at least five minutes right there. Then, you know, for the rest of it, I figure I'm just going to riff on a bunch of space stuff. Space stuff? Uh, Give me an example. Yeah, so like, if a joke bombs, I'd be like, oh, don't worry, in space, no one can hear you scream. You know, like squeamish. Is that, is that something? Is that a thing? It should be squirm. I'm going to do, it'll be squirm. In space, no one can and hear you squirm. Go do the dishes, Jeff. For NPR, I'm Jack Davidson. Earlier this week, a Boeing MAX 8 jet crashed in Ethiopia, marking the second Boeing plane crash in six months and spurring a ground stop of all MAX 8 flights in the U.S. For more on how they're addressing this issue, we sent reporter Harry Richardson to the Boeing test facility as a joke. The Boeing 737 MAX jet is an intimidating beast. At over 40 feet tall and 180,000 pounds, this 200-passenger jet... Oh, boy... This passenger jet looms over me as I enter a storage hangar at Boeing's testing facility. And while I'm deathly afraid of flying, and everyone at NPR knows that, I've agreed, under threat of termination, to... Jeez, fuck, what was that? Uh, that's the engine backfire. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that crapping out on you. Burn your skin off. God, I've been forced to be here to meet with Mikey Mohison. Chief Technical Officer of Boeing to discuss the several recent air, um, goings-on. Plane crashes. Yeah, yeah, plane crashes. A lot of people think flying is safe, but let me tell you, it is one of the most horrifyingly dangerous things you can do. Really? Oh, yeah. You're pressed in a vacuum dough tube, literally blasting through the sky faster than sound goes. Hubris, man. You're just asking for it. And when you smash nose first into the blue flame of death, let me tell you, you feel everything. 
like being tossed in a volcano. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and he can't help you either. Come on, let's get up in the sky and test this guy. After a long yelling at from my boss and a couple of pulls of whiskey, I joined Mohison on a test flight to view the faulty engine calibration of the Max 8. The exact same faulty engine calibration that snuffed out 140 souls in Ethiopia literally one week ago. There you see out there? You can see how the engine is clicked off. Now that's probably what those ghosts in Ethiopia saw right before their eternal being was sucked out of them and their hair caught fire. Oh, oh God. But how does Boeing address the issue of engine clicking? Hey, look at that other engine. I've never seen that before. Anyway, you feel these drops and peaks? Oh, that's called a Widowmaker. This is probably when the terror of Black Death overtook their consciousness and they saw God. Oh, what's happening? Oh, dear God. I know, it's nuts. And, and watch what happens when I open the door to the fuselage. Oh, what are you doing? You see how the ground spins upside down like that? Woo! Pilots are probably passed out by now. Are we in a no time to fly straight up into the sun, Harry? It's pandemonium! <laughs> the great equalizer rolls the 600 just to fucking die! Back in his office, Mikey explained how newer models of the Max Jets will use a two-tier engine backup system, as opposed to the single tier used in the Ethiopian airline disaster. There's a misconception that flying is getting too complicated, you know, that it takes some Albert Einstein to get you to Fort Worth from Lampert. But uh, in all honesty, the science is all done from here. Right. Once we eliminate the issue, these birds are a breeze. But, you know, we got to get it right from down here. How? What did, uh, when? Yeah, I know. Boeing stocks took a soft hit, but they'll bounce back up. You know, we, we got a saying around here. People love to fly no matter how many of them you murder. Hey, speaking of that, have you ever seen that footage from the TWA disaster? I got the black box here. Look at this. Please, no. Stop it. For my last day at NPR News, I'm Harry Richardson. Thanks, Harry. I didn't listen to that. Up next, oh, beautiful for spacious pies? 